Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Podcast, focusing on what's important to the total Army community. We bring vital Army conversations and interviews on issues relevant to soldiers, military families, and all of you amazing Army supporters. Rotating each week, our show includes Soldier Today, Army Real Talk, Family Voices, and Thought Leaders. Let's tune into the show. Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Podcast. This is Family Voices, and I'm Thea Green, AUSA Family Readiness Deputy Director. It is my honor to have as our guest today, Mrs. Tawny Dixon. She is the spouse of First Sergeant Justin Dixon, and she's the mom of 17-month-old Cameron Dixon. The Dixon family is the 2021 AUSA Volunteer Family of the Year. Welcome to the podcast, Tawny. Hi, Thea. I am so excited to be here today with you guys. And we're excited to have you. So now, Tawny, before we start talking about why your family was selected as AUSA's Volunteer Family of the Year, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, hey, everyone. My name's Tawny. I'm an active duty military spouse. We are currently stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, the center of the universe. You know, you know. <laughs> and we have a 17-month-old Cameron. We have two dogs. We have a beagle. If you're a beagle mom, you understand my beagle struggles. And we also have a miniature Yorkie. Our family is really involved in the military community. We're definitely people people. <laughs> so we're just really excited to be the family of the year and to be here today with you guys. And we are so happy to have you. And I'm going to look up a beagle because my son is looking at dogs. So I'll make sure that's not one of those on the list if they're a handful. <laughs> well, get a beagle. They're the most loving dogs ever. But they have a sniffer. And so it gets Harper in trouble, especially when you have a toddler at home. And they, you know, drop their puffs. And then you have, like, the beagle falling around to get all the little puffs from the ground. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll look into that one. So it was our AUSA Braxton Brad chapter that nominated your family. So how did you find out that you were selected family of the year and were you surprised? We were shocked. We didn't even know that we were submitted. So my husband got a phone call and they were like, hey, we just want to let you know, congratulations that your family won the National AUSA Family of the Year. And we actually thought it was a joke. <laughs> so after my husband got off the phone, he came running over to me and was like, babe, I just got the weirdest phone call ever. And I'm like, well, call them back. You know, like, was this a real thing? And then he called back and he's like, hey, we actually are, we're kind of like really shocked. So can you tell us again what this means? And so they told us, and then I texted our AUSA chapter, and they're like, oh, my gosh, did you guys find out that you won? And we had no idea that they even submitted us. So, yes, we were completely surprised. <laughs> Definitely was not a joke. <laughs> and we are so <laughs> excited that you are the family of the year. We know that you're excited as well. So in your nomination packet we received, they listed some of the things that you did for volunteering. Can you tell us a little bit about the outreach group that First Sergeant Dixon founded, and then tell us a little bit about your passion that you initiated, the Junior Paratrooper of the Year Dependent Award? Yes. So my husband, he's from Texas, so he has a love of fishing. And so we got a bass boat kind of as a gift for him after one of his deployments. 
and he uses it as an outlet to relax and, you know, just kind of away all of the army for a moment. And so one day he came home and was just talking about how relaxing it was and how it was just so nice and peaceful to be out there on the water and he could really clear his space. And I was like, you know, maybe you should take out a veteran, you know, if this is helping you, who else could it help? And so he decided to take my advice and it was really rewarding. So he reached out to Warriors on the Water and said, hey, if you know any veterans that would like to go fishing, they don't have a boat, they don't have supplies, whatever it is, I want to take them out. And so they connected into this one veteran and, you know, he texted Justin. He was like, hey, man, I got your number from this person. You could tell he was really reserved, but Justin took him out and he was pretty quiet the whole time. He has a service dog that he had spoke about and he was kind of nervous to leave the dog at home. You know, he pretty much goes everywhere with the dog. And then afterwards, he was blowing up Justin's phone. He was like, that was amazing. Thank you so much for taking me out. Oh my gosh, when can we go again? And Justin was like, wow, babe, I didn't realize, you know, he was so reserved on the boat, but just hearing his story afterwards and how much it meant to him. And so then a couple weeks later, they went fishing again and the guy had completely transformed. He was asking Justin about the boat, like, how do you do this? What's the fish finder? Like, how exactly does it work? Which one do you have? You know, all these tips and tricks about fishing. And he was just so excited. And now this particular guy is out fishing with the pros on TV. (laughs) And so it's just this crazy story about just someone who just went out fishing on our boat with Justin to relax. And now it's kind of taken a a liking to the rest of the nation. And so Justin's a part of this boating group. And so he put it on there and was like, hey, you know, this is my story. And if anyone else wants to do this, let me know. And I can get you connected with veterans. And all these boaters from different communities across the nation reached out and said, hey, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. It's just kind of blossomed over the last couple years. And then more recently, for the Army birthday, AUSA Braxton Bride Chapter partnered with Cabela's, and they had gifted 50 fishing poles and tackle boxes with tackle and some other things that Justin can use for his fishing adventures when he goes out with other people so that they can feel like they have their own equipment and they don't have to worry about purchasing it or if it's just going to be a one-time thing. I mean, fishing is a very expensive sport. You know, if that's just something that they want to try, they don't even know if they're going to like. That's Justin's adventure, and I'm so proud of him for that. And, you know, just watching that blow up and be awesome. But the Junior Paratrooper of the Year, so when we won the Family of the Year for Fort Bragg, I was like, wow, we need to do something for children because children are just so awesome. And we're really raising our next generation of the future Army. And so we need to really focus on children and all of the things that, you know, they get to learn how to be resilient. They get to learn how to make friends quickly and become outgoing and all these cool things that, you know, not every child gets to learn. And so I thought, what if we recognize one of these children for just being outstanding? And, you know, you take the challenges of being a military child, and then you add all the extracurriculars, like maybe they want to play soccer, or maybe they're into science, and, you know, who knows? And so you add all of that, and then you put a paratrooper who is about to deploy, and, you know, here we have the unique mission of the immediate response force when they can be activated and gone in 18 hours. And so that's a lot of pressure for a child. And so we just wanted to recognize that. So we created the junior
Deer Parish for the year here at the 82nd Airborne Division. And we had a bunch of nominations. And then I collected a panel from the community of people who, you know, work with military children or in the SRGs or, you know, just ACS, things like that. And then we selected our Junior Paratrooper of the Year. And it just happened to be that this particular winner, it was her senior year of high school, and we held the event on the last day of school. And nobody knew that it was going to be this event. And so all the kids came out, not even the faculty knew, there was only like three faculty members. And all the kids came out and they thought that they were having like an end of the year pep assembly. And then they came out and the army was on the field. The Golden Knights were jumping in. The band was playing. She got all these free gifts. I mean, it was incredible. And I was crying. Well, (laughs) it was amazing. She literally got a standing ovation from her peers. And I think that's probably why I was crying. Just because, you know, I feel like it's something that she should have been recognized for. And, you know, every military child should. And to see her peers agree with that. It was just amazing, you know, and that's something that I really want to focus on is military children and how we can, you know, help them. We're raising them in a big, scary world. So, you know, we just want to recognize them. I love it. I love it. I really do. What a great outreach for Sergeant Dixon has going on for the veterans. That is just totally amazing. And then the two of us, we're going to talk a little bit more later on in 2022 about some initiatives as far as our youth. So, as you know, last year we were unable to have annual meeting in person. It was virtual, so we were so happy to have it this year as an in-person event. And, of course, so that you could attend and receive your awards there. So, can you tell us what was your favorite moments and what was your experience at annual meeting this year? So, my favorite moment was watching everyone get awarded for just being outstanding. It just makes me so excited. It warms my heart. Like, even here at the division, we do a volunteer of the quarter, and every single time we do it, I get so emotional because I'm just so proud of everyone for everything that they do in their community. Because it takes a big person to, you know, want to step up and just be selfless in the community. And so, that was probably my favorite part was the award ceremony and watching everyone and hearing their stories of the impact that they're making on their communities. I feel like I actually kind of learned from it, too. I was like, wow, that's a really good idea. Maybe we could do that here. We could partner together. So I'm all about, like, collaborating with other people. So that was probably my favorite part was watching and hearing about everyone and all the outstanding things that they're doing. And then just getting the opportunity to see Washington, D.C. from a different perspective. I mean, we've been there as tourists, but being able to kind of feel like you're in the history of it during the conference because you're with so many people that have made history and changed the way that the Army functions. And so to be in their presence was really quite something. And just all the other cool things like the room where they have all the future initiatives that they're trying to do. I mean, that was pretty cool, too. (laughs) You're right. I mean, it was really exciting to see everyone in person. You know, we had this one year where you didn't get to see people and then to have the annual meeting in person and just to see the events that was going on. And then, of course, like you said, getting to see people honored with the different awards. Have you purchased your AUSA swag yet? Be proud to show your support for AUSA, which in turn shows your support for the U.S. Army and our soldiers. Check out all AUSA swag at shop.ausa.org. So not only is your family AUSA's 2021 Volunteer Family of the Year, 
But earlier in April, you were recognized by the governor of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, and was named North Carolina's 2021 Military Family of the Year. And when we talked, you told me that this is the first time that's ever happened. So first, wow, and I know that you don't volunteer for the recognition, but again, what an honor. So tell us your experience on getting that call from the governor. And then, of course, a few months later, you get this call from AUSA saying you're the volunteer family of the year for AUSA as well. So tell us how you felt about that experience. Yeah, so same thing. (laughs) We were shocked. We actually got a letter saying, hey, this is the governor's office. We want to recognize you. And we were like, wait, what? Same thing. We thought it was a joke. But (laughs) I started Googling, like, what is the North Carolina Family of the Year? What do we wear? What do we do? Where do we go? And then we realized that it was never a thing before. And so, wow, what an honor. We're not only representing four Bragg families, but now we're representing North Carolina. Like, that's heavy on your shoulders. But we're just trying to make sure we do a good job to represent our community. But we got official notification inviting us to the governor's mansion. And then we got to do a tour of some areas in Raleigh. And it was extraordinary just being in the governor's mansion. We didn't actually get to go inside because of COVID. So we were outside, but we got to see the garden and the grounds. And we got to share some moments with the AUSA Braxton Bragg chapter, the North Carolina Department of Veteran Affairs, and Miss Cooper. And hearing her own personal story about being a military brat and what it means to be the North Carolina Military Family of the Year from her perspective. I mean, that was some powerful stuff because not only are you talking to the governor's wife, but you're also hearing her own personal story and then how she feels about us. And we're just over here like, we feel like this is just everyday stuff that we're doing. You know, we didn't realize the impact that we were having on other people. So yeah, that was pretty crazy. And then we got the National Family of the Year call. We're like, what is happening? This is crazy. It's just been an amazing 2021. <laughs> so It has been you know, quite the year. Everyone keeps joking, you know, well, what's next? And, well, I don't know if you knew, but the next thing, everyone's joking, what if you meet the president? Well, we did meet the president. Oh, my gosh. He came to Fort Bragg, and Justin Cameron and I got to introduce him and the first lady to Fort Bragg at our Friendsgiving. And so now we're like, oh, my gosh, this has been the craziest year and most exciting, rewarding year of our entire lives. <laughs> I listen, I think it's awesome that you're being recognized. And I mean, I know volunteerism sometimes go unnoticed, but it's nice to hear that our AUSA members are active and involved with the chapters. So can you share with our listeners how you heard about AUSA? And once you became a member, how did your family start getting involved with your chapter? So we had heard about AUSA at Fort Lewis. We joined the membership there. And then we would just get the emails on things that they had going on in the community. And we did some volunteering with that. But then when we got to Fort Bragg, it's like, I don't know, I unless you're at Fort Bragg, you might not really understand, but everyone is really a family here. It doesn't really matter what unit you're in, but there's this sense of pride and loyalty at Fort Bragg. And so AUSA, that's what they're about. They're about being a family. And we want to be a part of that too. And so even when we went to the National AUSA Family of the Year ceremony, we had our AUSA chapter team there with us the entire time. We were like, oh no, they don't have to leave. This is our family too, you know? And so we're always working with them on creating new initiatives or they want to know from your side of it, what do you see as a need at Fort Bragg? How can we help you? How can we support your efforts? And same thing with them, you know, like, hey, what is your vision for the Braxton Bragg chapter look like at Fort Bragg? How can we support that? 
are there things that we're already doing that we can just tie together? You know, it's really a total team effort when it comes to volunteerism and we have some super rock stars. That's awesome. And you're right. It was awesome to see the chapter going along with you through annual meeting from the different events and just being there to support you. And I know our membership team is going to love to hear that feedback. So what do you enjoy most in volunteering? And what do you feel was your family's greatest accomplishments? I think just the community that you make when you're volunteering. Being a part of a military family means that you're a part of your community because your family most of the time doesn't live local to you. And so the best way to create that sense of community is to be involved with it. Like, for example, here at Fort Bragg, I'm very passionate about the Armed Services YMCA and all the initiatives that they do. You know, they have the food pantry. They make quilts for free for children whose paratrooper soldiers deployed. They have the Operation Deployer Dress. They have a lot of amazing initiatives here. And so for me, it's about bringing awareness to those programs because when we entered the global pandemic, the IRF had just activated. So a lot of the paratroopers were gone. And then we went into a global pandemic. We had people who lost their jobs. We had parents who had to stop working so that they could homeschool their children now. We had financial insecurities. And so people had to utilize those resources that Armed Services YMCA provides, and they didn't even know that those were available to them. And so for me, it's just about making sure that our community is strong. And I know for Justin as well, he's very passionate about veterans and hearing their story because, you know, that's going to be him one day. You know, he's an active duty service member and everyone jokes about their jump knees or their backs. But at the end of the day, you know, there's this rather sisterhood about being in the military. And so I think it's the same thing on the volunteer side of it. I've made some incredible friends that I consider my family. And so it's not so much about the actual tasks that you're doing when you're volunteering as much as it is who you're supporting. And when you're supporting your community, whether it be military or the surrounding area, to us, that's what's important because without our community, we would really be nothing. So I think that is what we enjoy most. And then our greatest accomplishment would be I think personally being a mom of a toddler, it's like showing that just because you have a toddler doesn't mean you can't do it. You can bring your toddler with you and they'll call you. I agree. Uh, (laughs) And actually, at first, I was kind of nervous about that. I was like, oh, gosh, what if Cam's out of control? (laughs) You know, like he's running around wild man, pulling everything off the shelves. But it's actually interesting. Like we sit back and we watch. It kind of changes the dynamic of the experience. It just brings your inner child out like, oh, my gosh, you're so cute. Come here. Or, you know, he's running around in areas that are supposed to be roped off. But there's Cam and everyone's just cracking up about it. No one bats an eye. And I think for me, that's a big, like, let your guard down and and know that this is what our family looks like. And we're going to participate even if we have a toddler being crazy. (laughs) Exactly. I totally understand. I mean, my toddler is now 19 years old, so (laughs) I totally get what you're saying. (laughs) So when we last talked, you mentioned that you are busy with a new project. So can you tell us what you have going on? I mean, of course, in lieu of working, being a wife and the mom of a growing toddler. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things that I was working on at work was the All-American Fair. Sorry, everything we do is All-American because I do work for the 82nd. But I wanted to, like, welcome our new paratroopers and their families, and I wanted to build a free decor with our current paratroopers and families because I think sometimes we get so caught up in the mission and being so ready that we forget to set aside some time to be family, you know? (laughs) 
And so I did this huge event, and we had Santa, we had some food trucks, SFRGs, we had about 20, 25 resource tables so they could learn about all the amazing community organizations. They could get involved if they wanted to go to the universities that were local. So there's a lot. It was a really successful event, and each unit had a static display, which is something that represented their unit. So, like, field artillery was out there with the howitzers. You know, we had some Humvees out there, and they were all decked out in Christmas decor or holiday decor. So that was really, really exciting. And then another thing that we have going on is I'm a bereaved mother. So for me, my passion has always been bringing awareness to pregnancy and infant loss and making sure that no one feels alone in their grief journey because it is one of the loneliest journeys you'll ever be a part of. And so we've created a grief support group called Healing Hands. And that's just what it is. It's for anyone that's touched by pregnancy and infant loss. It doesn't have to be the bereaved mom or dad. It can be the grandma, the sister, the aunt, or, or someone who has a friend and they're just not sure how to approach that person or they might have questions like for example when I was doing my legal review on the support group she said wow I wish that this would have been around when it happened to my sister because that first Mother's Day I didn't know if I should get her a Mother's Day card or not and I told her what I would have preferred and so you know you never know who you're talking to that has been touched by pregnancy and infant loss so those are some of the big things that we had going on. That's great. And Tawny, I totally understand having that support group because I too had a miscarriage and it was one of the hardest things to go through. And it's hard. How do you approach that person? So that's awesome that you guys have that going on. So as you know, we're in the middle of the holiday season. Thanksgiving was just a few weeks ago. Or was it like a couple of days ago to wait? <laughs> These weeks are flying right. by. <laughs> And like you said, you were able to introduce the president, the first lady, as they entered the handguard to serve the troops. That, on top of all of the other honors you had going on this year, that was amazing. 2021 is definitely going to go down in your family memory book, especially for Cameron. He may not remember it, but when he sees those photos and all of the things that happened in 2021, he's going to be <laughs> so excited when he gets older. So... Yeah. He's literally the coolest kid ever, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> he doesn't even know it. But again, with the holiday season here, COVID is still amongst us. And, you know, some of the families are still finding it hard or difficult this time of the year. What encouragement and or advice can you give to all of our listeners on volunteering? Yeah, so COVID is definitely still among us. Um, I would say, you know, it's not about being grand in your gesture of volunteering. It can just be something as simple as spreading kindness, you know, like making someone laugh or opening up the door for someone. I mean, those are important things, especially when we've been living in our homes behind masks for a while. And so, you know, when you open up a door for someone, it's just like, thank you so much. Wow. Here at work, someone put these little googly eyes on the card reader at the cafe, and every time I see it, it cracks me up. But that's just something small that someone did to bring kindness to people. And so even if you can't necessarily make it out into the world or, you know, you're kind of nervous about COVID still, that's totally fine and acceptable. Don't feel like you have to go to these places to volunteer. There's lots of initiatives that you can do right from home, you know. I know if you like to quilt or you can knit. I mean, there's some things that you can do that you can send off and they can go to our troops. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do to volunteer. So I would just really say that what we thought we were doing was just everyday stuff. And so to you, it might not seem like a big deal, but it's the impact and the ripple effect that it has on the community. 
that is great advice and you're so right kindness goes a lot further than people realize because that one smile could have just made that person's day and that is again volunteering volunteering your kindness so how do you plan to celebrate the holidays this year so funny story so we had never gone on vacation for christmas or new year's and i finally convinced my husband let's just go kind of local we can go to your uncle he only lives a couple hours away and then the first irf in 30 years happened so i don't think we're ever gonna go on vacation for the holidays again so we're gonna be here for brag we're gonna do christmas eve at our house with some people that either can't go home or they're just gonna stay local so that we can all be together for the holidays and then also we're gonna participate in the operation cookie drop which is where you can make cookies or goodie bags or coffee whatever it is you want to drop off to the gate guards that are manning the gates during the holiday season so that's what we're going to be doing as far as the fort bragg side of it goes and then just with our own family i mean it's cameron's technically his second christmas but it'll be the first christmas that I think he'll actually kind of understand. So, you know, he'll be able to actually like unwrap Christmas presents. We took him to the drive through Christmas lights and he was like, ooh, ah, everything. So, you know, just kind of bringing the holiday spirit to our home. And then also, you know, learning about the reason for the season. I mean, it's Jesus's birthday. And so that's something important to us and our family is making sure that Cameron knows that and sharing that story with him. I love this idea, Operation Cookie Drop. What an awesome way to celebrate the holidays. So, Tiny, our conversation today has been awesome, and I really enjoyed having you as our guest. Do you have any final remarks for our listeners? I think my final remark would be what I kind of said earlier, but just go out and do kindness. What's the quote? Spread it like confetti. I mean, it doesn't have to be something big. It can be something that you think is small, but you don't know how big it could be to other people. And get connected with your community. Don't, you know, hide away from the military community because really at some point in the military life, you're going to need to lean on these people. And so you don't know how close to people that you can get. And it's actually just a really great feeling to know that you can have a family outside of, you know, your blood relatives. And so that's what I would say. Also, just thank you for letting us represent all of the military families of the Army because we are so honored and we hope that we're doing a really good job to represent you. Yes, you are. And I like that saying. I've never heard it before. Go out and spread it like confetti. So I might be using that. I don't know if it's already reserved somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Your family is amazing and it was an honor to get to meet you this year. So thank you again so much for joining us today, Tawny. I just love talking with you and I know that this will not be our last conversation. Yes, I'm sure we will have many, many more (laughs) Thea. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast episode. To all our listeners, thank you for joining us. And to you, Tawny, thank you again for being such a wonderful guest. And I would like to wish your family and all of our listeners a happy holiday. Thank you, Tina. Have a wonderful day. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association. Member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army, our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Have a great Army day. Hua.